0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and once again I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by the Daily Records Andy Newport and Sunday Mail Chief Football Writer Scott McDermott. We're here to look back over Sunday's 2-0 defeat against Aberdeen at Um, ahead And look ahead to the season salvaging Scottish Cup semi-final against Celtic at Hamden on Sunday. Andy... uh, you were at Pataudry on Sunday, long journey up. It was probably even a longer journey back for Michael Beale. Plenty uh, plenty to think about after that 2-0 defeat. You wrote a column yesterday um, talking about Alfredo Morelos in particular um, and just how it was a very different Alfredo Morelos to what we've seen in Pataudry before. Uh, he's normally involved in the fireworks. And did that just sort of sum up the flat second half performance or the, the lack of fight was probably the thing that was most evident? Because, I mean, they were decent enough in the first half, weren't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, they were a wee bit fussy at times, you know. They, I think there was times where they could have, you know, pulled the trigger, you know, they could have, you know, tried to test the uh, Kel Rus uh, a wee bit earlier than they did. And I think that just fussiness just sort of summed them up. I think mean, it's a word that Michael Beals used about the team previously, uh, it was a game at Ibrox, I recall i sort of using it, I just felt they're a bit the same, just you know, try to walk the ball into the net without just having that ruthless edge, nobody really wanted to take responsibility, I mean, yeah, they, they, they created, I mean, they created enough chances, I mean, it's remarkable I think that's the first time since uh, Michael Wheel's taken over that they haven't scored, but they certainly had enough chances, especially first half, Um but just no you know nobody really having that that killer instinct and, and as far as Morelos else is concerned you know i mean i just felt you know you the one thing you're always guaranteed when rangers went up to petardy was that good or bad alfredo morelos would be in the thick of it somehow and i just uh, you know it's just such a different Morelos we're seeing now and obviously it's been we've been speaking about it all year but i just felt that you know going to petardy it's usually, the game that you can count in the reals to sort of turn up for you know, as he might, he might lose the head, he might get himself sent off. But you know, you know how many times have we seen him go up there and score goals, lay on goals. Um, I was looking back at the stats, I mean, I think he's got a pretty decent record up there. So, from AB, be just so anonymous, really. I mean, it's he's, he's, he's a you know, has a good effort, you know, a lot for play. He took the effort well enough. Uh, the one that gets cleared off the line by Leighton Clarkson, you know, sort of. Headed down by Sakala, he's back to goal, he flicks it up, he manages to get the shot in, and without Clarkson, shows some really good awareness for a young lad, getting back in the line to head off, it, it'd be a great goal. But after that, he really just, he's faded out the game, and you just really saw nothing else of him. So just, uh, you know, I thought his display just sort of summed up Rangers in the end, just not enough cutting edge, not enough urgency, and, you know, just not enough. You know what I mean? And I think that'll be a real concern, you know, get into the, this weekend. I mean, we all sort of thought that Rangers would up the to put down a marker after the whole firm game where they, they obviously came up short eh, despite having their chances to win that. And you you want to make sure you've got momentum going into Hamden. I think this has just sort of bumped them back in their backside a wee bit again.
0: Yeah. Scott, Andy and his piece mentioned about the kind of Morelos maybe having mentally checked out and this is what we've been kind of debating all all season really. Michael Beale then says last week and we'll go into these comments uh, his comments in more detail later but he, he mentioned McGregor and Morelos as two players who might not be there next season. If he has checked out as Andy says we well now it comes down to 90 minutes on Sunday to save the season. If he really has chucked it And Andy also mentioned this in his piece That there are a few other options that he has Cholak's touch and go. Sakala was one-on-one at a great chance And yet again showed that he doesn't have that kind of clinical side to his game So what do you do on Sunday? Do you play it? Andy was asking for one last act He said one last act of defiance from Morelos on Sunday It's a gamble, everything comes down to this Do you gamble on it? Or does Michael Beale simply have no alternative?
2: I think Michael Beale probably will gamble on it, give and play Morelos. And as you say, just look for one last hurrah from him. But I mean, I couldn't agree with Andy Moore about Morelos. I mean, he's just, to me, he checked out a long time ago. I think for weeks, months now, he's offered Rangers so little in that striker role. And... Listen, I don't actually think Cholak offers that much more. We know he's a kind of penalty box striker. Maybe you know, he putting a bit more effort in than Mirelos just because you know, he obviously sees himself at Rangers for the next couple of years, Cholak. But I think it's a major dilemma now for Bill, as I say. I think he probably will gamble and hope that he just has got one last performance in him. But I think he'll be seriously looking at you know, what else he could do with this team. Um, on Sunday, and Andy's right. There are very few options, but I think it is an option to play with no striker and play yeah. Tilman. Yeah, just play Tilman up, up top, and it gives you. I know Tilman's not an actual centre forward, but he has got the physique and he's got the touch. You know that he'll be able to kind of hold the ball up, bring others into play. He's very clever in terms of his kind of movement and finding space. That's his kind of natural game, anyway. And listen, it's far from ideal, but it would let you get another body into, into midfield, but you're obviously going to need to kind of win that win that battle first and first and foremost to get a, a foothold in the game. We know how strong Celtic are in that department. So I'm not saying it will happen because I say, I think biel probably will just go and, and gamble on Morelos again. But honestly, I just think he is offering so little yeah. that Beal will be looking at other at other options. I don't think he can play Sakala through the middle on his own. I think if he plays, it'll be from a wide area. Uh Mr. Well, Guilt Edge chance, obviously, on Sunday, but mm-hmm. again, that was almost coming in for the left, and that's how he got, got clear uh and on goal. Should have finished it. It's a poor finish, he's just got to lift it and he probably scores. But um, as I say, it's a sad day that you know, we're talking about Morelos. In this way, you no, know, just kind of hoping that he can produce one one final performance before he finally goes. But that's where Rangers are at the minute. With yeah. him.
0: Well, you you said you've said before, new Munisikin that Bill is a huge admirer of Kemal Ru So if he was available, he would maybe he would he would have an option to go with him. But he's obviously not fit. So you're really looking only at what Tillman, False, Nine, Sakala through the middle. You don't think he'll do that? Uh, Kent through the middle, maybe he's likely to be fit, he could, it's an
2: option, no? It's an option, but I think it's would still like him in behind, no. And if you just play Tillman you know, as a kind of false nine, as you say, you could still have Kent and Sakala you know, behind them or either side, and as I say, you've got Cantwell be behind them and it just allows you, you know, you could go with Lundström and Raskin and Cantwell midfield and still get the three up top um, as I say, it's, listen, it's it's far from ideal, You're gonna, as you say, you're gonna, yeah, you get know, into a game, you try and salvage your season, try and stop Celtic winning a treble, and you're so short of options, you know, you've got two centre forwards, one of them's no fit, and you know, hasn't really been, or, or won't be Michael Beal's first choice centre forward going forward, and uh, Cholak, and the other, Morelos, you know, the Cubs all-time top European scorer, but... Was almost well, will leave in the summer, and as we've touched on, just looks as if his head's elsewhere already. Um, and by the way, this isn't just having a big at Morelos because, as Andy says, I thought the majority of the, that the worrying thing for Michael Beer is that the majority of the team look as if they'd checked out,
0: yeah.
2: on Sunday, which is a big worry getting into the, the semi final. Um, I mean, the lack of hunger, desire, um whatever other words you want to throw at it in that second half was pretty alarming and listen, nobody in the team played well but again I don't think it's a coincidence that for me it was guys like John Souter, Todd Cantwell, Nico Raskin the kind of newer, younger players who do see themselves as part of this kind of Beale project going forward I'm not saying they played well but they're the ones that I had a wee bit about them on Sunday and wanted the ball and were trying to get Rangers back in the game. Others, Morelos included, as I say, just like as if they as if their heads have gone already. And that, that's a big that's a big worry going into a semi final. Well,
1: Scott, would you you know obviously there's talk of Colton coming back in this weekend. When you look at the way that Ben Davies performed and obviously we know that Parkhead both having sort of um, made some pretty bad mistakes, but you looked at I looked at Davies at the weekend. and I just thought he just looks like a guy who confidence is starting to sag a wee bit. here. So do you think you know there's a decision that we made in terms of who who plays the centre backs? If Goldson is fit, does he does he stick with Davies because Goldson played with him for for so long, or do you think I think was, they, I you think put he'll put play so yeah. oh, We touched on
2: this last week. Yeah. I, I
0: I was going to say, we did touch on this last week and we said Suter, but surely after Sunday, it's actually now, it's a no-brainer, it's it's, Suter. It. it's, it's I don't I haven't seen anybody say no, that Ben Davies it, should play. I mean, unless, if, uh, unless,
2: unless, it, it does, unless he does something radical and goes to like a back three with Golds and Suter and Davies, which he could do, because I've said on here before, I actually think Suter and Davies are both better suited to a back three as opposed to a back four, but I don't expect him um not to change it up that much. So if it's a choice then I think Suter's an absolute stick on just for how he's been playing. I mean the the the, the kind of glaring error at Parkhead aside, he's looked far more far more confident, far more kind of dominant, far more interested than than Davies in terms of defending. Um and I fully expect if it is a back four, which you'd expect, then uh, I'll be amazed if Bill chooses Davies over sort of partner Goldson
1: coming back. I we mean, and I sat next to each other at uh, the St. Mungo game, Scott, and just with, with sort range of Ranger passing these the bravery he likes to you know to, to pass into the feet of the strikers, even miss out the midfield, but no long balls, but you know direct balls into the feet of the striker. I yeah. know. That's the sort of thing they're going to need if we're going to turn. Celtic round, I think, and you know, I think he's his distribution, even if he has to go and play on the left hand side, which isn't ideal. I think he's his distribution and the ball could be could be key. And yeah. that's something again that, that adds that to thinking.
0: Yeah. So I mean the other thing, Andy surely I mean Scott was touching on the young players and the new players are the ones that sort of looked hungry. So let's go back to that comment. You know, Michael Beale in a Sky Sports interview last week said that he said all but Barring McGregor and Morelos, the rest would be involved next season. Now that set alarm bells ringing, but we don't know, he's not clarified it f- as far as I can see exactly what he meant. But he said he was talking about the team, he referred to the St. Mirren game. Did he mean the first 11? Did he mean those on the bench? Because the thing is, if, if everybody who was involved in that St. Mirren game is going to be there next season, then the majority of them were involved at Petaudry on Sunday, so surely. Surely that's not gonna excite fans. I'm I'm thinking specifically of guys like, you know, maybe Lundstrom, Barisic, that fans are losing a bit of patience with. They've only got a year left. Kamara, was he was when he came on off the bench? Come on,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean we don't know we, we don't know exactly who he was referring to because it wasn't it was also a sky interview, it wasn't said to uh, the Daily Newspapers didn't get to speak to uh, Michael Bill directly last week. He, he, he just did a broadcast press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we spoke to him after the game at Petaudry, but there was other matters to, to address there in the, in the short time we had him, so we didn't get to, to quiz him on, on that comment. That's maybe something we can bring up this week, but mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to know what, what he's thinking is. Um, I think back to, I haven't got the, the exact quote in front of me, but there's... There, there's been there's been times where he's spoken about, oh, the team's going to look a lot different next year. So yeah. it's hard to know exactly without having directly questioned him on it what he's thinking. I mean, he, I mean he's talked about needing five or six signings. You, you imagine what well, these five or six signings, or sorry, four or five signings that have to come in. They have to be starters. These can't be guys that are just going to come in and fill the bench again because you know this is a team that badly needs refresh. So. If, it's going to, if some of these guys are going to be staying about next year, I can only imagine it's because they're, you know, they're going to be squad players. I can't imagine that a lot of these guys are going to stay on and be be starting regularly because that's not what this team needs. This team needs a drastic overhaul. It needs fresh in, in injection, new blood. It needs refreshed. It needs, you know, to a degree, ripped up and started again. You know, obviously, there's, there's talk of Jack Butland coming in. I'll be. Uh, I think that's you know. I think Scott can talk more about that. But I think that'll be somebody that would excite uh, the Rangers fans in terms of goalkeeper position. Certainly young enough, uh, good stature, big sa- You know, good size for a goalkeeper. Um, I think he's about six foot five. Um, so I mean, there's, but there's there's a lot of work to be done in, in every department. So, you know, I can't. I would be surprised if a lot of these guys. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these guys are still here next season, but I'd be surprised if a lot of them were still starting games as regular as they are.
0: What do you think he meant, Scott? Do you think he meant that take Morelos and McGregor out of the starting 11 and that the remainder will be involved next season, or do you think he meant everybody that was involved in the St. Mirren game?
2: I must admit, my instinct was he meant everyone who'd played against St. Mirren, including yeah. subs that came on. So,
0: Would that concern you?
2: Um... A bit not concern, I mean, the, the, the ones that kind of stick out for that, I think, <clears throat> are the likes, say, like Scott Arfield, for instance, who yes. many people think he came on and scored in that game, Um, so I'd be surprised, the fact he came on and scored and then says everyone that was involved against St Martin, I mean, that to me immediately says like Arfield's included in that, because, I mean, the had a major, a big impact on the game, so um, I think most people expect Arfield to move on, but I took from that that... Arfield might actually be one that gets another year's deal because, but Andy's right. I mean, it does need a, a total revamp, but I think Bill will be conscious of the fact that he'll still want a couple of experienced heads in that dressing room. And I know he's going to have Tavernier and Goldson, but if you let Alan McGregor go, Stephen Davis go, mm-hmm. that's two big personalities for the dressing room. Morelos maybe not so much But he has been there a long time Kent could still go He's been there a long time Another big part of the dressing room So maybe Arfield is someone That um, he's decided he does want to stick around No, we know he's not going to start um, He's not going to start games regularly But coming off the bench You can have an impact And crucially I think Arfield is the right type And probably the type of player That Bill wouldn't mind Keeping in the dressing room almost to help integrate this kind of raft of new players that's that's set to come in. Um I mean the other thing Bill has always said is that you no know, he wants these four or five or six signings to come in and he wants them to be starters. So I think Andy's right, the people that you no know, if there is people included in that group that are going to be staying around, I don't think they'll be starting many games. I think they will be the guys that are beefing up the
1: beefing up the squad. I think there's a point to make as well that if he if he comes out and says well, obviously there's still a number of guys within the start of the game another week that um are under contract if he comes out and says oh, all these guys are away then yeah i'll sort of use whatever remaining uh, sort of your value you've got in them so like, you know i think he has to try and at least make the pretense that these guys have got that he's got doesn't have, to, it doesn't have to he doesn't have to
0: see anything in there he doesn't have to be so specific i mean
2: no, but Andy's right, Gav. Because, like, take Hadji for instance as an example. I mean, from the manager's point of view, he's still trying to build Giannis Hadji up and get him back to his best after this, this bad injury. Yeah. And, and in his mind, you no, know, Hadji's got a long term contract, so he will be here next season. But, you no, know, if Galatasaray came in and bid three million for him in the summer, then. I think he'll be off, and Mike, and if if you question, you could be until so you said there was going to be here. You he can just say, well, look, it was in my plans, but when the club got a bid like that, no, we weighed it up and decided it was best for it to move on. So I think it's no, it moving moving parts to this. Do you know what I mean? So
0: yeah,
2: um, I, I don't think you can take him hundred percent that he's word that every single player who's involved in that game will be there. If bids come in or circumstances change, then uh, no things can move about a bit.
0: And, I mean, obviously the defeat at Pataudry for Rangers on Sunday changed the whole sort of narrative over the weekend because 24 hours earlier, Celtic draw unexpectedly at home to Motherwell. Scott, I think you were covering that game um, for the Sunday Mail. If Rangers had gone to Pataudry and won the way they have, you know, in some of their other games, I mean, how, how would it have... If we basically take the Rangers defeat out of the equation just now, you watched Celtic on Saturday. How and you when you left Celtic Park after that game, what what were you thinking? Rangers have a chance here, and how has it changed since what happened on Sunday? How has your thinking changed?
2: In terms of Sunday's game, I, Sunday's, yeah. yeah, I just I think leaving Celtic Park, you're thinking, well, no, that there, there are at least a couple of chinks there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, it's a different competition. Celtic pretty much know after, after beating Rangers that they're going to be they're going to be champions. So maybe you no know, the foot came off the gas a wee bit against Motherwell. But you no, know, Mother will that you know if you're solid enough and your structure's good and your system's good and one of your big players can come up with a moment a quality like Van Veen did, then you, know, you can get at them and you can get something from them. I mean, Motherwell worked that situation brilliantly, credit to Stuart Kettlewell that he said after the game that they'd worked on trying to get Van Veen into one-on-ones, particularly with either Starfield or Taylor on the left-hand side of Celtic's defence and that's exactly what happened and he gets a one-on-one with Taylor and just blows him away before before finishing, so you're coming away from that thinking if Rangers are watching that, no, does it give them a couple of ideas um, getting into Sunday Know, it's maybe given a wee bit more more confidence itself it might not be quite quite at it but then as you say you go to Pitodre and that's where I think the mentality of this team you no know, why it's why it's been questioned um not for quite a while. Um listen you know they've still no got a chance of the, of, the, of the title but it's about pride and you no know, within yourself thinking well it's you not know, you, you beat Aberdeen no, you get to ten points. If to play Celtic at Ibrooks, no, you can get it to get it to seven. You're not going to, no, you're not going to claw it back. But surely, you want as a player, you want to finish the season by being as close to Celtic as possible. But as I say to me, that just kind of pretty much sums up the, the the mentality a lot of this Rangers squad. No, there was a wee chance there, a wee kind of glimmer. You need to go to Aberdeen and win, and you produce that kind of performance and get beat, get beat two 0 I mean, it's just that—that's exactly why Michael Beale wants to wrap it up and and revamp that squad in the summer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I noticed a a few Celtic fans saying that the draw with Motherwell maybe came at a good time for them because there's no damage done in terms of the league, and maybe a wee wake-up call before the Rangers game. Do you think the same could be said of Rangers? Do you think had they won Aberdeen convincingly that you know they might have gone into the, the, the semi final a different mindset? You know they're getting a lot of stick now. What will, will change? at told the mentality for them going there now that you know.
2: I think there's... I think if this team had a strong mentality, then you could say that. But I just I don't think I don't think they have unfortunately, and I think it's more of a worry losing to Aberdeen getting into the, the semi-final. Yeah. Whereas with Celtic, I actually think you're right, Callum McGregor, who we spoke to after the game on Saturday, you know, said that, that there's much... There be, like, and by the way, like, Ante and Callum McGregor, who we seen after the game, I mean, they were gutted at that draw with mother, I mean, honestly, Postacoglu was in such a bad mood after the game when he came in to do his interviews, and you're thinking, I mean, he's miles clear in the league, he's gone for a treble, it's mm-hmm. the first points they've dropped at home. The whole season, mm-hmm. but it was they was gutted, you no. Know? And to me, that shows the difference in mentality. It's we ran, when Rangers drop points now; it's almost just kind of, well, it's it's one of them. You no, know? it's almost kind of accepted, and that mindset is what Michael Beale somehow has to try and turn around in the in the summer. So I actually think the way Celtic are, though having that wee joke on Saturday probably will help them get into the the semi-final because you can imagine what the manager's been like with them this week after a kind of below par performance and I expect, you know, I expect Celtic to kind of turn it up a to come, come Sunday, it's just whether whether Rangers have got it, in them, uh, got it in them to match that. Andy,
0: totally from left field on Sunday morning, the Scottish Mail on Sunday had an interview with Neil Banfield, Michael Beale's assistant, very rarely heard from him, if anything, other than maybe the old club TV interview, he's not a guy that's well known. Spoke and was talking about Ange Postecoglou having made comments after the Viaplay Cup final that left a taste in the mouth, and how it kind of made him or the, and, and Rangers sit up and say we're coming after you. I mean, everybody was looking around uh, on Sunday morning after it, trying to find out what it was that Ange Postecoglou might have said. I mean, genuinely. I listened to seven minutes of his interview on the Hamden steps with the uh, via play and then the seven minute interview in the actual Hamden auditorium, fourteen minutes, and I only actually heard Rangers mentioned three times. So and and it wasn't inflammatory at all. Is, is this a bit of psychology, or have you got any idea what he might have said?
1: And... I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's something going down the tunnel. I doubt it. I imagine Rangers were down the tunnel well before mm-hmm. Celtic were. Uh, obviously, Rangers were getting their runners-up medals, and then uh, they were into the dressing room quite sharpish. So I, I'm at a loss as well. Um, sort of strange comments. Um, you wonder if it's just maybe a wee bit of mind games or something like that. Um not sure it's... I tend to agree with Scott. I'm not sure you know, mind games really tend to work when you've got a, a team that's, you know, a bit suspect in the sort of mental department, the the mental strength, you know I mean? I don't think, you know, I think Celtic's, I, mean, I totally agree with Scott, Celtic as, as a collective have been so solid under Ange post that they, they've any sort of, you know, look at the way they had a pretty similar European campaign this year at the Rangers. Okay, they got one point um, more than the Rangers did, but, you know, they took a, some few heavy defeats, but it didn't seem to... Derailed their confidence the way that you know Rangers just you know utterly crumbled after the, the, the sort of doings they took off a of Liverpool Ajax and, and Napoli. So um, no, I'm a, I'm a loss as to what he could have been referring to or or, or what he's what he's meaning.
0: On top of the Banfield, uh, or, uh, taking the Banfield interview, Scott and and other sort of noises coming out of the Rangers camp. There seems to be this kind of accusation from some that there's too much talk coming from Beal and and just in general, you know, there was a Cantwell thing. And I know then he was asked to address, I think you spoke to Andy, maybe about his social media comment about Celtic didn't win it. Do, do you think in general there is too much of this coming out of Rangers? Is there too much sort of...
2: To- Never. You're never gonna get a journalist saying they'll still in a club. I mean that. More stuff. More No. What, what? 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 What I mean? What? What I meant to say is, I uh, keep, keep him talking. No. Well, they
0: do have to fill a paper
1: anymore. it's just have
0: the website now, ain't he? No. no. What Scott's going to say is, no. Keep him talking more. No. No. Keep him talking more. About, can you can you see that it, it could any of this? Okay, I'll rephrase it? Can you see that any of this would be having a negative effect at all? No, I just think with all these
1: no. all these ones that if you're going to be if you're going to open your mouth, you need to back it up. So yeah, exactly,
2: Gav See when you're winning. See when you're winning. Nobody picks you up on anything. You Can say what you like when you're the top dogs and you're winning titles, and you've got you no know, you're the top dogs in the city. You've got one up over sale. Take your Beating them regularly, you no know, people see it as you no know, confidence and honesty, and you no know, nobody bats an eyelid. The problem for Rangers is you no know, Michael Beer is very outspoken, I think he is very honest. As I say, you never hear me complaining, um, I think his interviews are, are terrific, but punters pick up and stuff, especially when you're when you're playing second fiddle. And that's where the frustration's coming from. I've spoke to Rangers fans myself who are annoyed and I kind of laugh at them and say, oh, no, they, no, his interviews are great. But purely if your fans' perspective, I think they'd rather no, they, they, they kind of did their, did their talking on the pitch, basically, and started winning a few games, winning a title again. So it's tough because I just think that's... It's natural for Michael Beale to be like that, to be open and honest and kind of speak for the speak for the heart. Um, but he does run the risk of, as I say, fans picking up and stuff, especially while while they're behind Celtic. So that listen, that's why he needs that's one of the reasons why he massively needs this result to go, go in his favour on Sunday, because if it doesn't, uh, and he's still searching for an all for one one. Celtic are going on to win a treble. I mean, there's pressure on him anyway, getting into the summer, but it just cranks it up tenfold. Um, and, and if we think his words and his comments yeah. are being scrutinised now, I mean, the lose on Sunday, <laughs> Not everything he says, people will, go, will be going through it with a, with a fine tooth comb. So, um, it's, it's massive for him on Sunday that he gets a positive result. Well, Mark, he did.
0: He spoke of a tsunami coming his way, didn't he? If he didn't win any of those remaining, um, remaining the games against Celtic, that was before the big game. Um, but yeah, now just finally, all the talk next season, Michael Beale's desperate to get to the summit. He knows he's got his game on Sunday, so just, just... Before you go, Scott, I mean, a couple of names now emerging because he's he said he's meeting targets. So Jack Butland has been mentioned, 30-year-old, on loan at Man U, and uh, Norwich City, Kieran Dowell. Is that right? Kieran yeah. Dowell? Kieran Dowell. Uh, started out at Everton, a uh, big part of Norwich City had a ligament, in ligament injury in February, I think, which has ruled him out, but he, he has it has been a kind of key part of Norwich's team. Available for a free in the summer, his contract's up. Um what do you think of these names, Butland and
2: they, they don't surprise me, Gav, because I think they kind of fit the profile of what Michael Beale is looking for. He's obviously shopping or he's looking at a no a market that, that he knows well. Um Listen, Jack Butland was a guy who, when he came through, you no, know, was so highly rated as a young keeper. Um, you know, he's got caps for England. They got a big move to Stoke back in the day. Has never quite really like nailed down. You no, know, he's been a first team keeper, obviously, but he's never had that kind of lengthy spell where he goes for years and really puts you no know, stringer performances together. Um, but there's no doubt he's highly rated, and I think at, at, at thirty to get him in a free transfer with the experience he's got, no, to me on on the face of it, it looks it looks like a good signing. I mean, Bill would have had a, a dilemma when he's looking at, at, at goalkeepers because, you know, does he spend? Well, ideally you'd want to go and get a 27, 28 year old established goalkeeper, but you're going to pay. No decent money. Now I've said before on here. I think Rangers had to had to try and do that to find a replacement for Alan McGregor. Yeah. Well, if Butland's an option as a free transfer at thirty, as a the experience and that that he's got, and that means you can then save that money to go and you no know, invest in other areas of the team. I can see why why Bill quite quite likes the idea. Um, it's no dissimilar to the Joe Hart signing. I know Joe Hart's. Who well, say that? Like, sure. But not this summer at all. I don't think. I don't. Joe Hart's the perfect keeper. I don't think he's a keeper. He was you no know, at, at twenty five, twenty six. Um, and Jack Butland will be the same. But to come in and do a job, I think in Scottish football. Um, I think Butland ticks ticks a lot of, a lot of boxes. So it doesn't doesn't surprise me that that they're looking at him. Um, and in terms of Kieran Dowell, I mean another one. Very highly rated at Everton when he came through as a young player, kind of picked up injuries, wasn't he getting games, kind of lost his way a bit. Um, I'm sure Rangers were in, in from before when, when Mark Warburton was in, was in charge. Um, Warburton ended up working with him at Nottingham Forest as well. So, a talented player, attacking midfielder, has been good for Norwich this season. Um no, a bit similar to kind of Todd Cantwell signing, I would argue. And I think if there's any kind of negative for the Rangers fans' point of view, they're probably looking at it and thinking, God, it's another attacking, no attack-minded midfielder, do we really need another one? But as I say, we we're talking previously about ins and outs, you, know, you don't know how the you know, what the kind of make up of the squad will be like next season. Um and again, if he can get these free transfers, these Bosmans. Done early. Says he wants to get business done early in the window. With these pre-contracts, you can get them done. You can go and meet the player face to face because they're free to discuss the future with other clubs. So I think he will be looking to tie up kind of two or three these free transfers. Get them done early. They'll be in there for the first day of pre-season, and obviously behind that there'll be money to spend on, you know, kind of bigger targets. I would suggest the centre forward will be. A big one, I think. Michael Beal said before he's already earmarked somebody for that uh, for that slot. Yeah. So he probably need two strikers. And let's be honest, if Morelos goes, um, so that's what I mean. But if they can save money, if they can get someone of Butland's out and for nothing, albeit paying paying decent wages, if that can then give Beal uh, more kind of transfer cash to spend on other positions like a centre forward like a right winger um like a center back probably then i think i think that will be any nice, nice thinking at the moment
0: great okay right thanks a lot scott thanks a lot andy enjoy hamden on sunday we can reconvene next week to pick over the bones of that whether ranger season yep. is alive or over